This chapter involves a matter of honor for Nikolai Rostov. Word of Rostov tracking down Lieutenant Telyanin and accusing him of stealing Captain Denisov's purse and gold coins has spread. It was consequential that Ensign Rostov accused a superior officer in front of other officers. Most importantly, word of this affair reached Karl Bogdanich Schubert, the regional commander or colonel. And the colonel confronted Nikolai about the matter and called the young man a liar. The reason the colonel was doing this was to protect the reputation of the unit, irrespective of his likely recognition of how the wallet was stolen. So various officers gathered in Denisov's quarters. Also there was Nikolai. They were basically lecturing that he must apologize. Leading this effort was the staff sergeant, Kirsten, who was described as having an enormous mustache, and he was really trying to lay down the law. He was explaining to Rostov that it was his duty to apologize, not to Telyanin, but to the colonel. And Rostov is retorting that he will not allow anybody to call him a liar. He's thinking of this whole affair in very aristocratic tones, which Tolstoy was familiar with. Nikolai is even contemplating demanding satisfaction from the colonel. But he's lectured how absurd it would be for a young soldier with no reputation built up in the ranks to challenge a universally respected colonel. Nikolai explains, he told me I was lying. I told him the same. I don't care if he has me do X, Y, and Z duties. I will do them, but I will not apologize. Rostov is also explaining that it's not my fault that this conversation took place in front of other officers who overheard. I'm not the diplomatic type. That's why I joined the Hussars. And who the Hussars are speaks to the problem. In addition to being compiled by some with Cossack heritage from Ukraine, there are also a number of ex-serfs and other ruffians taken from all corners of the empire, some who have risen in the ranks. Kirsten explains to look at it from the colonel's point of view. Rostov has the title of Count. None of these other fellas do. He will be here today and gone tomorrow, possibly transferred to some unit where he's going to be made adjunct to some superior officer. Most of the men in here are there for a lifetime. Many will die with the regiment. That's how many wish it to be so, God willing. He explains to Nikolai that he hasn't been with them that long. He hasn't had a chance to shed blood or demonstrate his loyalty or face fire amongst his military brethren. Nevertheless, Rostov has taken the step to demean the unit by accusing another hussar of stealing. The colonel has the obligation to protect the integrity of the unit, despite what he may think of Telianin's individual actions. The old colonel is universally recognized as an honorable officer, and in a competition of wills, Rostov is bound to lose. And what if the colonel would take this to the extreme? That would involve summoning a court-martial, shining more light on this tawdry affair. If Nikolai continues down this road, it will inevitably bring disgrace on the unit.
that so many will be giving their lives for. Kirsten breaks it down in such a logical way that he reduces Rostov to tears. And Rostov explains how eager he is to go out and prove himself. He wants to show his dedication to country and unit. He wants to exhibit his integrity. Still, he announces, by God, I can't apologize. After all this, Denisov and some of the other officers burst out laughing. Denisov explains, it will be worse for you if you don't. Bogdanovich can be quite vindictive. He'll make you pay for your obstinacy. And everybody else in the unit will understand why. Kirsten realized he could go no further and simply says, well, it's as you like. By the way, where has the scoundrel who took the money hidden himself? He seems to be staying away from the regiment, claiming that he's sick. Denisov blurts out that, well, he better not cross my path or I will kill him. Tolstoy is making the point in this chapter that during the downtime or lead-up to the actual battles to come, an incident like this will preoccupy everybody. The author knew this from his own experience, and he knew the feelings he's describing in Rostov from his aristocratic background. So while it was clear that Rostov had crossed a line in accusing a superior officer of stealing, the matter had reached an impasse. And just at that point, the whole dynamic changes as the boys are going to be sent off to battle. Who comes in announcing this? Zerkov, who was previously at the headquarters where Kutuzov was staying in Brunau. He had been transferred to the outskirts because of his childish conduct in front of the Austrian generals. The defeat that Zerkov is now relaying to the hussars, namely that General Mack had surrendered virtually his entire force to Napoleon. Zerkov exclaimed, We're going into action, gentlemen. Mack and his whole army have surrendered. I have seen him myself. Into action. We're going into action. Zerkov had previously seen Mack's arrival and thought that this brought good tidings. Instead, Mack denounced his ignominious defeat. 